Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back. This is The Kelly Roach Show, and today we're talking about overcoming imposter syndrome at the highest levels of success. Now, we hear lots of discussions in the online world about imposter syndrome all the time, especially from people that are just getting started, right? They're scared to share their offer. They're scared to promote their business. They, um, you know, don't know how to get on camera and speak effectively, right? There's so many things that uh, new business owners, new entrepreneurs go through uh, that cause them to feel like imposters. But what doesn't get addressed very often is the imposter syndrome that creeps in at higher levels of success, I'm talking business leaders that are already running multi-million dollar teams. And today we're going to talk a little bit about just a few of the ways that imposter syndrome is holding you back from making that next big leap, that leap from seven to eight figures, that leap from a million dollar year in revenue to multiple millions in take-home income. And let me tell you, that leap is life-changing. Those changes are immense in terms of what you are going to experience in lifestyle, in freedom, and in financial abundance for yourself and your family. So you are going to want to buckle up and lean in and take lots of notes for this episode. Now, the very interesting thing about imposter syndrome at these higher levels of success is that a lot of times maybe we don't code it as imposter syndrome. And maybe we don't look at it through the lens of being an imposter. But one of the biggest ways that this creeps in for business owners that are running maybe a million to $3 million business that really want to get to that next level and can't seem to kind of make it past that barrier of a really super small team where they're still managing everyone, they're still doing a lot day to day, they're still essentially running every aspect of the company. A lot of business owners at that point are starting to burn out, they're feeling maxed out, they're not loving it anymore, they feel like everything is still on them. Now it feels even more burdensome to run the company because they have the expense of a team to carry, so they're feeling it from all angles. We want to talk about how exactly can we overcome that. So number one, self-trust. And self-trust is one of the top things that prevents business leaders from making the next big leap. The leap from running a three or four million dollar company to a 10 million dollar plus company. And that is because business owners continue to defer decisions and power to other people the same way that they did when they were a newer business owner getting started. And one of the biggest things that you have to learn at the next level of success is you have to learn that you know what you know. And that you need to trust yourself above all else. And that doesn't mean that you don't understand that there's a lot that you don't know. Understand that there's tons to learn. Understand that there are new frontiers always to conquer. It's not like you know everything you need to know to get to the next level or you'd already be there. 
But I see a lot of business owners that continue to defer to multiple industry efforts. They're crowdsourcing their decisions. They're involving too many team members in the decisions that they're making. They're allowing their staff to kind of bully them into making incorrect decisions. And so what happens is when a business leader who has achieved a level of success doesn't take the amount of self-trust that they built to get to that level and then use it as a stepping stone and increase their self-trust, they are not able to go to the next level. Because if you cannot stand your ground, whether it is with colleagues or teammates or uh, when you're making decisions with your marketing company or whether you're leading your sales team or uh, your coaching staff and you can't say, I know what I know what I know and I'm going to trust myself, right? I was talking to uh, Billy the other night and Uh, He was asking me about a big investment that I was making and uh, something that I was doing with one of the companies. And he was like kind of asking me, he's like, are you sure? Like, is that, you know, are you sure that's the right thing? Are you sure that, you know, you're going to get a return on that? And I said, I trust myself, period. Like it was a complete sentence and we both agreed and moved on. Like there was no further discussion. I said, I trust myself. That's it. Because I have learned that if I don't stand my ground on when I know what I know, and it doesn't matter who I'm engaging with, that what happens is what you know is eroded by people that think that they know that actually don't. Many times the trap that business leaders get caught in at the three, four million dollar mark that can't get to the next level is they're still crowdsourcing decisions. I cannot emphasize this enough. I watch people who spent multiple years building a very successful company, learning a specific methodology in their business, perfecting it, honing it, implementing it, executing it, getting results that now need to build their skill and elevate their team and duplicate and multiply what they learn. I see people go from that to basically ripping apart everything that they built and completely starting over constantly because they don't have the self-trust to follow through on getting over the hump of their own learning curve in the direction that they've built their business. And so it's easier for them to defer that trust to someone else who's trying to sell them on a different way of doing things or a different methodology or a different uh, strategy that in that moment is so certain and so like they will bet their house on the fact that you need to do this instead of that. And that person doesn't have to live with the consequences of that decision. And that is what leaders have to understand. You have to live with the consequences of your decisions. And so when you're looking someone in the eye and they're trying to convince you to do something that goes against your gut or goes against what you think you know to be true, you better be really careful who you are taking that guidance from. Because a lot of times the person sitting across from you has an agenda and that agenda is not the best one for you. That's the agenda that's best for them. And the problem with that is that you're the one that the buck stops with. You're the business leader. You're the business owner. 
If you don't make the right decisions for the business, that business will go out of business. So when you're crowdsourcing decisions, whether you're crowdsourcing to other content creators that are giving you new strategies online or coaches or mentors or whether you're crowdsourcing to team members that have their opinion about how they think you should do something, a lot of times people are giving opinions out of context and those opinions out of context, that person could be coming from a perfectly good place but they have no idea what the F they're talking about because their perspective on the situation is so nuanced and it's such a small sliver of the overall picture of what is happening that their perspective is not the right perspective because it does not encompass holistically the direction that you're trying to go or the problem that you're trying to solve. Hence why self-trust is so important. Now there's a difference between self-trust and self-leadership, standing your ground, not acting in avoidance of confrontation, knowing what you know, right? Listening to your gut, trusting your gut and acting on it. There's a difference between that and being stubborn and continuing to do the same things in the same ways over and over and over again and expecting a different result when you're not changing anything and or thinking that you don't know in a situation where you really do need guidance. And these are the things that we all have to hold in balance, right? Take me as a perfect example. I am working towards building a $100 million portfolio. If I already knew all the nuances of how to successfully build a $100 million portfolio, I would already be at a $100 million portfolio, right? If I already knew how to do it and I was perfectly competent and perfectly capable of doing it, I would be there already. But on the flip side, 98% of what I need to know to get there, I already know. But what I need to do is I need to trust myself. I need to follow the course. I need to execute. And I need to make sure I'm aligning myself with other people that can also execute and that are willing to buy into the belief, the philosophy, the vision, the practicality of how we need to execute, what we need to execute to get to where we're trying to go, right? That's a very delicate balance because you have to be willing to admit where you're incompetent and you also have to be willing to stand your ground and exercise self-trust in what you know, okay? So self-trust is probably one of the biggest things that I think holds people back from going from seven or multiple seven figures to eight, listening to the wrong people, avoiding confrontation, not trusting yourself, listening to your gut and going with what you know and starting over far too often, right? And that goes hand in hand with things like holding on to the wrong people for too long or not holding your team accountable consistently and then being frustrated with their results, right? All of those things kind of go hand in hand. So self-trust is, is one of the biggest ones. The second one is emotional capacity, right? And when you think about what it's going to take to break through the glass ceiling that you have been at, the highest level of income you've ever had, the highest level of success and results that you've ever had. Your capacity for problem solving, your capacity for the speed with which you can recover from issues and problems and challenges has to dramatically improve in order to be whole, able to hold space and process more problems, more challenges, more issues, more team, more clients, all of those things, right? So 
when we look at how does imposter syndrome show up uh, at those highest levels of success, obviously a huge one is in self-trust. And another one is in capacity, right? And and this is a funny thing because capacity is something that we're going to talk a lot about on the show over the next couple months together. But when I think about capacity, I think about, um, you know, the degree to which you emotionally respond to things, right? And why I feel this shows up at the next level is that, you know, you're wanting to be this person over here, achieving this thing over here, and yet you don't see yourself in that way. Your identity has not caught up yet with the person that you're becoming and it's still far more attached to the person that you were, right? So you keep behaving and holding capacity at the level of results that you've had in the past and you don't move into the level of results and the level of capacity and the level of leadership that you need in order to get there. How do you work on this? You work on managing your own emotions, right? You are not going to feel like an imposter when you are acting in alignment with the person that you want to be. But when you have an emotional breakdown around the same issues that got you upset, that got you overwhelmed, that got you frustrated at six figures or at seven figures, you're not going to go to eight. It won't work. Because in order to go to eight figures, you have to be able to have the emotional capacity where you can recover more quickly, you can handle more things at once, you can process things more lightly, right, without emotionally spiraling. And this also plays into the next level of this this whole balance between um, capacity and identity because so many of you are like, yes, I want a winning team. I want freedom. I want to run this successful self-led autonomous team and then your team sends you a graphic you don't like and it's like freak out right or your team you know makes a mistake and you get super overwhelmed and frustrated or you know you're not consistent with the way that you're managing people and then when their results are inconsistent you want to fire everyone right all of these things come back to your self-worth and you holding yourself in the regard, holding yourself at the level of maturity, holding yourself at the level of discipline and sophistication that you need to be at to get to where you want to go and beginning to build identity that aligns with that, right? And I think we all know deep down, I think we know when we're not acting as if. We know when we're not acting in alignment with that. We know when we have an interaction with someone and we're like, ooh, that was not, that was not next level, Kelly. That was last level, Kelly, right? And we all know when that happens and it does come up, right? So every time you act in alignment with next level, insert your own name, you build capacity and you build your new identity. And every time that you act in alignment with last level, insert your own name, you are feeling more and more like an imposter because you're acting like an imposter, right? You're acting like the person that was, not the person who is becoming and and the person that you want to ultimately be. So 
all of these things are intermingled in, you know, when you look at how imposter syndrome is going to hold you back, you know, you know in your heart of hearts how you have to show up as a leader in order to perform at the level that you want to be at. And you also are able to recognize when your own behavior is not in alignment with that. And if you're not, then that's the first step. If you're not able to recognize that at this point and you're not self-aware at this point to recognize that, then that's your first step to work on building your awareness. I'm going to venture to guess a lot of people here, you can identify when you have just had an interaction where you didn't show up as that next level. And all that does is reinforce your own self-doubt and reinforce your own kind of judgment of yourself that maybe I'm not ready for the next level. Maybe I'm not that kind of leader. Maybe I'm not the person that can handle A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Maybe I'm not that person. And that's where that gap in identity makes you feel like an imposter because you're acting as this person even though you're saying you want to be that one, right? So raising your awareness and being able to identify when this happens And this is why you hear people say like the power of the pause. There's so much power in taking a pause before you react, before you respond, before you reply, right? Write that down. The power of the pause before you react, before you reply, before you respond. Because that will allow you to move from your initial response, which was last level, Kelly, to your new response, which is next level, Kelly. Insert your own name there, by the way, right? When you take that pause, you have the ability to say, here's how I would have handled this if I was building a $3 million business. But knowing that I want to build a $10 million business or a $20 million business or a $30 million business, I'm going to respond this way instead. And this is where energy management becomes really, really crucial. Because if you think about it, think about it like a a cup at the beginning of the day, right? And you wake up and at the beginning of the day, your cup is full. It is filled with beautiful, clean, filtered, sparkling water, right? Enough to hydrate you and to make you feel great, right? Lubricate your joints. Everything's feeling good. Every time something happens that doesn't go as planned, that isn't a desirable interaction, that isn't a desirable outcome, so on and so forth, that cup is becoming empty and it's slowly, slowly draining, right? Some people go from a full cup when they wake up in the morning to an empty cup by 10 a.m., right? That's our lower level selves. We respond, react, And have an emotional response to everything, right? Whereas when you're elevating and building capacity, you're learning how to say, well, this only deserves this amount of energy. And this is only going to get that amount of energy. And I'm actually not going to engage with this right now because I'm going to preserve my energy for this other thing over here that's actually really crucial, right? The power of the pause. And so when you become discerning in how you react, how you respond, how you reply, where you're willing to give away your energy and how much of it, all of a sudden now you're back in control again, right? 
all of a sudden now you have capacity and you're not an imposter that's saying, I want this level of success, but how you're acting is completely incongruent with that and it will never, ever put you on the path to achieve it, right? And then one of the other things, and I could probably do a whole series just on this topic, and if you guys like this episode and you want me to do more, make sure you let me know on social media. You can message me on Facebook, message me on Instagram, Kelly Roach Official, and let me know. If you like it, I'll do more. But the fourth big thing that I want to mention as it relates to imposter syndrome at these next levels of success is that so much imposter syndrome comes down to the self-judgment of the struggle that you're going through that you think someone at your level should no longer be dealing with. So much. So much is your own self-judgment that causes you to lose confidence. Because you look at your situation and you say, I shouldn't still be dealing with ABCXYZ. I shouldn't still be struggling with ABC. I shouldn't still be struggling to make payroll. I shouldn't still be struggling to manage my salespeople. I can't believe I'm having to fire this person again and hire the next person. And all of this self-judgment snowballs and snowballs and it affects your worthiness. It affects your self-trust. It affects your self-leadership. And all of a sudden, you're beginning to abdicate decisions and you're beginning to give your power away and you're beginning to not believe that you're their higher level version of yourself. You're believing now that you're your lower level version of yourself because you're judging the fact that you're still going through the things that you were going through at the last level and you can't imagine that that could possibly be congruent with where you want to go for the next level. And here's what I'll tell you. A lot of those things, they never go away. You're just experiencing them at the next level, okay? So there's always going to be challenges at every level of success. A lot of the things that you're judging yourself for still struggling with are things that you're probably always going to struggle with to some degree. The difference is the amount of energy that you exert in dealing with them and the amount of energy that you invest in solving them and ultimately as you become a better and stronger business person you'll begin to have the right people and processes and plan to eliminate a lot of those problems but it doesn't mean they won't still pop up from time to time but business is hard enough no need to insert self-judgment and beat yourself up for being human And I think a lot of people think that when they perceive what the next level of success is going to look like, that they should be no longer experiencing a lot of the struggles that simply are struggles that come with being in business. And when they do, they feel like they must be incompetent or they must be doing something wrong or they must be making a huge mistake and that's why they're dealing with these things and it's simply not the case. So give yourself some love today. Give yourself a little bit of grace. Trust yourself. Don't crowdsource your decisions. Don't jump on bandwagon to bandwagon to bandwagon. Instead, push yourself from your competence zone to your incompetence zone so you can be better. Don't give your energy away to things that don't deserve it. And don't judge yourself for being human. And these are the things that are going to allow you to build your self-trust elevate your identity, grow your capacity, and ultimately help you to soar. So let's kick 
imposter syndrome to the curb. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you haven't already, uh, do me a favor and leave a review for the show. If you got value out of today's episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would leave a review on the iTunes app so that other people that are trying to decide if this show could possibly help them with their business in some way, shape, or form could get a benefit from listening. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.